Hey everybody, thanks for hanging out with us on this Wednesday afternoon. We're going to call uh, Stephen right back. He had a little phone problem. Okay, right, just Let's give a little bit of a setup, Lori, for Stephen, because besides writing the perks of being a wallfire, wallflower and then making it into a movie, he also worked on the movie Wonder with Julia Roberts. That's Beauty right. and the Beast. That's right. He he did the film adaptation of yeah. Wonder. And Beauty and the Beast. From he the co-wrote the screenplay. Okay, Rent. He wrote the screenplay for right. the film adaptation right. of that. And yeah, this is only his second book, Imaginary Friend, which if you're a Stephen King fan... Uh, I'm I'm just like oh my gosh this book is this unbelievable. Book is, okay, it so is unbelievable. Ste- Steven, hi Steven. Oh, hello. We are you know what we you don't know it but we have been inadvertent fans of your work going all the way to Jericho because we've been on the radio oh, seven, seventeen years. We had C. C. Orich in our studio when the show was first was, being when introduced. it was first on and we tried to get people to watch it. We loved that show. Loved it. So we've thank loved you your so writing much. for a long time. Yes, and well, thank you. I really appreciate it. Yes, and so this is your second uh, novel. People will know uh, either your book or the movie that you made of your book, "The Perks of Being a Wallflower," which was just a wonderful, wonderful movie with Emma Watson right. and Logan Lerman, and we love that too. Thank you. And now, I really appreciate it. Now, and now you written- go and you take a, a, a turn. With your second book, Imaginary Friend, which is a horror story, scary, um, yet, uh, how do you describe this book? Because it's scary, but it's hopeful, but then, geez, how you end the book. Stephen, you've given me nightmare for two weeks. (laughs) Well, well, first of all, I'm glad. Okay. My thing was, (laughs) I, I wanted to do a book that was kind of like equal parts, like heart, hope, and horror. Okay. And, and to me, like those, those are the three sides of the triangle here. And, and so, cause when I started thinking about imaginary friend, I thought about, you know, cause my wife, Liz, I kind of do everything for her mm-hmm. and she doesn't you. like horror. Okay. She doesn't do like horror mm-hmm. at all. And so I was like, and I knew that I always wanted to write a, you know, a scary kind of like Stephen King throwback. Book. Right. I've always loved this genre. So I said, but if I'm going to do this, I have to do it in a way that Liz would love it. So that's why, you know, I wrote it this way so that it's, it really is. It's, it's it makes it hard. less scary. It made it less scary, but it all depends on where you put it down because the book is 700 pages. Yes, it is. I mean, yes, you're going is. Stephen King, The Stand territory. Did your editor just say to you, Stephen, you need to cut parts of your story out? And did you, I mean, obviously you were successful and the book works. I mean, I was never, it never dragged. I was never bored. I kept, I was like, I wish I had this on a beach. You know, where yeah, I could well, just well, read I'm and glad. read. Thank yeah, I'm listening, it, I'm listening to it on audio tapes. And how do you yeah, think? Because Julia's I, like your wife. She's never really her. liked scary books. Yeah, but I'm enjoying it. I'm not done. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Lori's finished. Okay. That's totally fine. Well, listen, well, I'm glad that you like the audio book because I actually directed it. Christine Lakin, who performed it. Did you? You know, because I direct movies. I love yes. working with actors. And I thought this would be a really fun thing to do to make sure that, that the audio book reflects kind of what I wanted the book to, you know, to, to read like. Right. So I'm really glad you're listening to it. it I, to me, I, I recommend the audio book as much as I recommend the book book. Yeah. But anyway, I think for me, I guess it's, it's just, you know, 
I don't know. I just always loved this genre so much. And I always loved, I always loved, um, it was just something that really going back to when I was 12 years old, I remember saying to my dad, you know, dad, I want to be a writer. Um, I basically wanted to be two things in my life, baseball player and writer. And I gave up baseball at 11 and I said, dad, I want to be a writer. And he said, well, great writers are great readers. Then he kind of left the room to like smoke a cigarette and watch the hockey game. You know what Uh, I mean? Yeah. And then, and then, um, and I took, I took his advice in the strangest way because I wasn't a good reader. I was, I was pretty much, uh, you know, mildly, at least I was a slow reader, probably Mm -hmm. dyslexic, just never. And, but what I did was I watched a lot of movies. So I chose movies and, uh, the only person I could really understand back then was Stephen King. Yeah. So, oh. so to me, uh, writing Imaginary Friend was was going back to really going back to childhood. It was a very personal book for me, as, as scary as it can be at times. It's a very personal book. Was Was a Stephen King book the first book that scared you then? Oh, 100 percent. Yes, Which I one? loved. I loved The Shining. Okay. The oh. Shining was probably an early favorite, mm-hmm. and but you know, I don't know the Stand, Misery, mm-hmm. really all the classics. I've probably read at least half of his books. He's yeah. so many. It's, I don't know how the man keeps doing it, quite frankly. I know. Um, okay. Stephen, I gotta, yeah, I gotta stop you for a quick second because um, Go. can you give us the setup of Imaginary Friend for people who are listening, wondering what is this book about? Oh, of course, of course. So, Imaginary Friend, it started with this idea that I had, which came from all of our childhoods. You like remember when you were like a kid? Yes. You lay in the grass, you look up in the sky, you look at the clouds, and you see shape in the clouds. And you'd say, "Oh, it looks like a dog, a hammer, a face, that kind of thing." My idea was, what would happen if a little boy looked up in the sky and realized that for the last two weeks it was always the same face looking back at him? And I pictured him outside of his school, and the last of the school buses go away, and he's on his, sitting on his little bench, and, and he's alone. And suddenly he's reading his book, and the shadow cuts across the page, and he looks up, and there's the, there's the cloud face. Now it's almost as big as the sky. And Christopher says, hello, can you hear me? And there's a thunderclap that could be a coincidence. So he says, if you can hear me, blink your left eye. And the cloud slowly does, yeah. blinks and unblinks, and then floats away. And that was the first idea. And what I did over the last 10 years when I wasn't doing other things, I would follow the cloud. And so that's the best way I can say is like, it's a mystery because when he follows the cloud and he goes missing in the woods and he comes back, right. and suddenly this little boy who was dyslexic is reading at almost like a college level, and suddenly the boy that couldn't get four right answers on a math test is getting perfect, and things start to change. And in his mother, at first being swept up to swept up into up into the success, yeah. And then saying, "Wait, is something happening to my child?" It really is at its heart. It's a story about a mother and 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 her son, son and what she'll do. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, it's it's just absolutely for sure on for me the one of the best books that I've read this year. I put it up with the chain. Thank you. Oh. And I mean, and because it it did remind me of Stephen King. Because there's an innocence also in the storytelling that does come through at the same time that you're trying to figure out what is going on and you know something is in these woods. So it really does also let the way you write the story, it can let the individual imagination go. Mm -hmm. I mean, did you intend Mm -hmm. that for it to be that way? Because I think everyone might a little bit have a different what's coming next. What they yeah, think is, well, yeah. What I what I love about books, you know, and and more the slower pace of books, um, is I love just welcoming and inviting the audience to, to guess, and you know, and I wrote it in a way so yeah, there there are horror parts, but then there's 
you know, the sheriff has that, that big, um, that investigation when yes. they find the body in the woods. Mm-hmm. And there are other things that it's constantly uh, asking the audience oh. or the reader to guess. Yeah. And, and that's what I always feel like keeps you turning the pages. Yes. It's like little by little, bit by bit. The, the, the metaphor I love to use is, you know, we all know the, the famous experiment with the frog in the boiling water. Yes. Yes. You put a frog in, in hot water, it knows, it jumps out. If you put it in cold water and slowly turn up the heat, it doesn't know. And that's what I wanted the book to feel like in a great way, in yeah. a really fun way. Oh, and boy, you did it. Is this going to be a movie? Are you going to make a movie of your book, Imaginary Friend? Um, you know what? I, I don't know if it's going to be a movie or, or a, a miniseries. Yeah, or a miniseries. Yeah. I don't know which form okay. it's going to take. And these days, what's the difference? Yeah, it's bam. all, you know, amazing. I will absolutely adapt it for yeah. the Yeah, it's, it's going to be incredible. Steven, nice it's so wonderful you. to meet you. The book. It was wonderful, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank the you. book is Imaginary Friend by Stephen Chbosky. We've got a couple um, to Copies. give away. Copies. 651-641-1071. Big thumbs up from Lori. And I'm, I'm, I'm in it. You're in.